0: Welcome to The Authorpreneur Mindset, a podcast about the writer's life and what it takes to become successful, both traditionally and as an indie. It's a podcast that takes a look at the business aspect of the publishing industry and picks it apart. If you enjoy the show and want more, you can sign up for the Steampower Dreams mailing list to receive emails with valuable information right in your inbox. Just head over to steampowerdreams.com slash authorpreneur mindset to sign up now. Blogging is dead! Long live social media! This is probably something you might have heard. Well, maybe not in such a dramatic way, but many people think that blogging is dead. I'm not so sure about that. So, should you start a blog in 2017? If so, can it be something that can help you with your career, or build an audience, or make money? Or is blogging really dead? Killed by social media and what is commonly known as the microblog? Well, let's find out. Before we get into the topic, a quick update on me and Steam Powered Dreams. I recently wrote a post over on my author page that reveals a bit more about the project I've been working on. The Steam Powered Dreams Story Engine. While I still can't reveal too much about it, if you're interested, I'll have a link in the show notes, or you can just head over to author.jeremycollier.com to read about it. In industry news, we have an article that directly relates to the topic of the episode. Jane Friedman recently posted on the topic of which is more important to an author, their website or their social network accounts. While this might not directly be related to industry news, I definitely wanted to share it. She goes through the differences between them, what each offers, and why she would choose her website over social network any day. Of course, we don't have to actually choose, so we can have the best of both worlds. So if you're interested in reading more about that, I'll have that link in the show notes. Also, the McIlvaney Prize for Scottish Crime Book of the Year winner was announced, and Denise Mina's Long Drop takes the prize this year. So if you're looking for a good crime novel, check that one out. Alright, well that was it for industry news this week. It was kind of a short week between me recording the last episode and this one, and I really couldn't find much. So we'll be getting into the main topic in just a second. But I want to remind everybody that this podcast is funded by myself and our Patreon. If you'd like to show your appreciation for just a few bucks a month, you'd be helping out the show and keep it running, but also push it towards the next level. You can find our Patreon at steampowerdreams.com Patreon, or just search Authorpreneur Mindset on Patreon itself. Alright, so the good news for many of us is that blogging is not dead. In fact, it's actually far from it. I would go so far as to say that it's actually stronger than ever, if done right and combined with other media, such as social networks, video, and podcasts. But let's take a few steps back and start with, what exactly is a blog? Well, a blog is pretty much any website that has moving content and some sort of interactivity. And by this I actually mean content that is published on a regular, or for many of us irregular, basis that allows for comments. Your blog could be made of images, videos, podcast episodes, text, or a combination of two or more of these things. And a lot of people don't realize this. For example, even though I don't call the website for this podcast a blog, that's exactly what it is. I put the show notes, episode links, and the episode itself in the new post, and then I publish it. Text is definitely the most common form of a blog. Sometimes it has images or video, but it's mostly text at least that's how it used to be. Let's take a look at some websites that you probably didn't even realize were blogs. YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. YouTube is a blog where video is the focus, but it's a blog nonetheless. You post new content, people comment, and that's the two main pieces of a blog. Instagram, on the other hand, is a picture-focused type of blog, but the same principles apply. And then there's Twitter, which is actually considered a microblog, just like Facebook and many of the other social networks. It's called a microblog because the content is generally pretty short, especially in the case of Twitter which is just under 200 characters. So you might be saying why would I start a boring old text blog when I already have a YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or what else you have with a large following? Well there's a few reasons. The first is that you don't own anything on these websites. At the moment They could be taken down or deleted, you could get banned for no reason, or their service could just simply be discontinued, and you'd lose everything. The second is because you get to decide what your users see at all times when you have your own blog, and you can set up each individual post to be 100% unique if you wanted to. And the third is because it allows your users to feel a connection with you that a social network just really doesn't offer. Now, we understand what a blog is and some of the advantages over social networks, but why should we have a blog in the first place? Ann Allen recently wrote a great article on the subject called 10 Reasons to Start an Author Blog and we're actually going to go over a few of them. The first one's simple, you're going to need a website anyway, why not add a blog? If you're traditionally published or trying to become so, you're going to have to have a website. Agents, reviewers, and even publishers will search for your website, and the higher quality it is, and the more activity it has, the better it reflects on you. If you're self-published, on the other hand, not having a website will make you stand out, and not in a good way. Even before Steam Powered Dreams, one of the things I was asked quite often whenever I met new writers, editors, or other industry professionals is, where can I find you online? And if I didn't have a website, I'd have lost out on potential sales and potential networking opportunities. Two of the most important things for a writer. And that brings up the next reason. Having a blog gets you into search engines. Sure, having a static website might be what gets you onto Google or whatever other search engine people are using, but it's the blog that keeps you ranked and keeps your website fresh in their search results. If a website has no changes, it will sink lower and lower into the rankings until it's so far behind that the only way you'll ever see it is if you Google your exact name. And even then, it might be below some other things that you do. Also, blogs mean more traffic, and more traffic means higher ranking. And your website will start coming up more often in whatever search makes sense for you. Many of you listening are writers. In fact, I'd argue that most of you are. And that's exactly what blogging is, so why not play to your strengths? You know what good writing looks like, and you know what you want to know. So if you create the content, you'll attract people similar to you, or at least who have similar tastes as you. The last reason I want to talk about from the article is that it says that blogging is actually a social media for grown-ups. And what she means by this is that unlike Facebook or Twitter, you can generally discuss more complex ideas and share them with like-minded people. Twitter is limited to how many characters it can display and Facebook is so full of random people and restrictions that it's hard to get what you want to say out there. But on a blog, you control the flow, you control the content, and you even control the comments if you wanted to go that far. It's not uncommon for a blog post to be 3,000 or even 5,000 words long, as where your average Facebook post is probably just a few hundred, if that. If I haven't convinced you to start a blog yet, then just go Google around a little bit and you'll find that pretty much every author you read has one, as well as professionals from almost all walks of life. Alright, so let's switch gears a bit and discuss what makes a good blog. And then we'll talk about some tips for starting one and what you can expect if you put in the hard work and dedication to actually make the blog happen. So a good blog usually consists of more than just the posts you put out there. For writers, you need to make it a part of you. So including a few pictures is a great way to make the whole site feel real. Some people jump right in and have the blog displayed on the front page. And that works. But what I prefer is the front page to be pretty static. Let your visitors know who you are, what you do, and where else they might be able to find you. Because remember, once you start ranking in search results, it's not just gonna be the people that you know that go to your website but people who don't know you at all. And this is why you need to make your blog easily accessible. A link in the navigation bar is probably the best way, but having the latest post in a section on the front page is also a great way to get people to click. It's not all about the content though. The theme of your website really can help you stick out. Create your website and blog around a color scheme that fits you. If you're writing a dark story like horror, suspense, or thrillers, you probably don't want to use whites and pinks and light blues as your theme, just as you wouldn't want to use blacks, grays, and dark reds for a children's book site. Make sure you include an About Me section that goes more in-depth with who you are include a few paragraphs that shares you with your audience don't share anything you're uncomfortable with of course but it's a great place to talk about what makes you a writer and a little bit about your journey that you've gone on to get there and if you do feel comfortable enough including pictures of yourself your pets family and whatever else makes you you will add a nice touch also you should give your viewers a chance to easily contact you this can be achieved through a contact form that sends you an email when someone fills it out. It keeps your email safe, but still allows for that communication. Alright, so on to the blog itself. One of the biggest pieces of advice I can give you is organization is key. You want to keep your posts in as few categories as possible, but still enough to make navigation easy. For example, having a news and update section is pretty common, as is having things like inspiration book information, writing snippets, or writing advice. But if you already have those categories, what probably isn't needed is separate categories for motivation, book updates, character snippets, editing advice, and so on. All of those things can fit easily into the first five categories you already had. For the posts, you wanna keep them at a length that's readable in one sitting, maybe between 500 to 1500 words. Also, don't forget to include images and video. You can easily embed YouTube videos in your posts legally, so there's no excuse not to have them. Of course, do check back from time to time because videos on YouTube tend to get taken down, so you do have to do a little bit of maintenance, but it's worth it in the end. Make sure that your blog is always in date descending order, meaning your newest post is on top. It's a good rule of thumb to hide the majority of the post behind a readme link. Imagine going to your favorite author's website where it's not uncommon for them to share 1500 word character bios, 3000 word chapter previews, and other long posts. And you're trying to sift through this for that one post that they made a while back that was only 500 words. By limiting the amount of words that's displayed on the blog list view page to about 250, it makes navigating a lot easier. For writers, make sure you also have a section on your website that showcases your work. This could be simply your book covers, or a sh- free short story, or just little snippets of your writing, but make sure it's there. Some writers do this right inside the blog, but I prefer a separate section so that viewers can easily find it. Now that you have an idea of what to put in your blog, how about actually starting one? Well. Many people start out with free blogs, and that's fine, but know that they don't scale very well, and they don't look too professional. Eventually, if you keep it up, you're going to want to get something a little more professional that costs. But if you are going to use a free platform, I highly recommend WordPress.com. WordPress is the most widely used website and blog platform, so getting to know the basics will help you in the long run. There's also a huge community and tons of free tutorials and guides for using WordPress that will be invaluable to you. Now if you are looking to pay, there's a few options. The most basic is to do it all yourself. Get the hosting from somewhere like Hostgator or GoDaddy, install WordPress, and then you're ready to go. At least you're ready to start finding your theme and setting everything up. If you're looking to spend a little bit extra, they'll actually do the heavy lifting for you and all you have to do is configure WordPress. But what happens if you're not technically inclined? What happens if you just want to be able to post and that's it? Well, you could always hire someone to create everything for you. And this is actually a great option, except you have to be careful. There are a lot of scams out there. And this is why, I'm gonna put a selfless plug here, I created the Steam Powered Dreams websites. And we offer the service for writers and other creative types. We offer multiple tiers of service from do-it-yourself, to fully customize, ready-to-go web pages, And they actually tend to be about half the price of other services. If you are interested in this, and I'm not saying it's for everybody, but if you are, there's a lot of information and a demo site over on websites.steampowerdreams.com. All right, enough of that. You know what you're doing. You have the blog. Now, how do you actually get views? Well, one of the great things about blogs is, for the most part, the more energy you put into them, the more results you'll get out of it. I highly suggest writing anywhere between five and 10 posts and saving them as drafts before you publish the first one, and then release them in succession, maybe one every other day for the first two weeks or twice a week. This will jumpstart Google and other search engines into getting your blog and websites into the search results and also give viewers more than a single post to look at, increasing the likelihood of them sharing it or saving the page for later. But just as important is sharing your posts with your friends and family on social networks and asking them to help you by resharing them themselves. This is why I say that having a blog alone really isn't enough. Getting those links out there and getting them shared is extremely important. Now you won't see much traction at first, but after a few weeks of this, it'll start to grow. And even then, don't expect to see much results for the first six months or a year. Unless one of your posts happened to go viral. And in that case, congratulations. But the most important thing is to keep writing. Keep updating your blog and keep consistent. You don't have to do five posts a week, but one to two should be minimum. I'm going to end this episode with a little story that ties it up with a nice example. A personal story. Steam Powered Dreams was once just a website for me and my writing partner to showcase our writing. It literally had nothing on it except the homepage that introduced us, a book page with links to our books, and an About Me section that really only linked to our social networks. We got almost no views, as you'd probably expect, even with the help of sharing around social network. About six months before I was forced to rebuild Steam Power Dreams' website and make it what it is today, I started blogging more regularly. All of a sudden, after only a few weeks, we were seeing consistent views across the whole website. It wasn't much, but instead of 5 to 10 a month, we were getting 5 to 10 a day. And then we, we were hit with the malware, and I lost all of my content. The only reason I was able to save any of it was because Google had saved some of our pages in cash, which wouldn't have been possible unless we had had those consistent views. By the time I remade the website a few weeks later and republished these posts, Google thought we were a dead website, because technically we were. Our views dropped back to almost nothing. Then I hired a few freelancers to write new posts for Steam Powered Dreams, which quickly revitalized our views and took them to a whole new level. And it only took a few months to get there. Because of our blog, and I know this for sure because I can actually track it on the back end, we have submissions to be published, writers looking for services, and more. The bottom line is a blog, along with social networks, can be an amazing tool not only to get your voice out there but also to build a community and promote your own work so go get blogging i hope this episode helped you out in a future episode i'll be talking more in depth on the topic of blog themes and finding things to write about but i think this is a great stopping point for this episode the topic was actually brought to me by my friend of luna bell who is just starting out on her own blog and if she gives me permissions i'll have a link to that in our show notes. Now if you have questions about this episode or anything authorpreneur or entrepreneur related, there's two ways to reach me. The first is through the website at steampowerdreams.com slash authorpreneurmindset and then click on ask a question. The second is to join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash spd writers helping writers. As for me, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jeremy L. Collier. You can follow me on Twitter at SoulScribbler, and the show is on Instagram at authorpreneurmindset. Mindset. Until next week, I'm your host, and don't forget to keep moving forward. The music for the podcast, named Funky Element, provided by Ben Sound at bensound.com.